One of our first apps was a Facebook Messenger marketing app. We're probably one of the first Messenger marketing apps in the Shopify app store. And so this app did things like send abandoned cart messages and post purchase follow-ups through Facebook Messenger. And it worked really great. You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Listen to real conversations with partners and subject matter experts as they share proven practical strategies, platforms, and the best Shopify apps to help you accelerate your business. The time is now for you to improve efficiencies, grow revenue, profit, and lifetime customer loyalty. Please welcome your host, startup founder and strategic advisor, Steve Hutt. Imagine your long-awaited order just got delivered. You open up the package and as luck would have it, your new shirt is in the wrong size. So what do you do? You open up your laptop, you begin a return, maybe even exchange, but all you see is a customer service phone number. And if you're like me in a situation like this, you really don't want to talk to anybody, let alone write an email. So what do you do? You don't have days, let alone a week or more to wait for a response. The ideal next step is to process your own return online, drop it off at a nearby pickup location and move on with your life. And this is what a hassle-free return process is supposed to be like. And it is a reality for brands who are powered by Loop Returns. Now Loop is the only returns platform that helps Shopify brands to create an ideal post-purchase experience. And they don't just handle returns, they also make it easy for Shopify brands to incentivize exchanges so you can grow your business and make happier customers. You can find out why over 1,600 of Shopify's biggest brands like Allbirds, Chubby Shorts, and Patagonia, and so many more all choose Loop. 100%, go check them out today at loopreturns.com and learn more. Well, hey there, my name is Steve Hutt. I'm Senior Merchant Success Manager here at Shopify, and welcome back to the fifth season of e-commerce Fastlane. Now, if this is your first time listening or your weekly subscriber, I seriously appreciate the fact that you're taking time and listening to the show. I know there's plenty of podcast choices in Shopify e-commerce and kind of direct-to-consumer marketing and some of the tactics that go along with that. But just the fact that you're here today means the world to me. I know it does for my featured guest. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show. We have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, if you're an ambitious lifelong learner, which you likely are since you're here today, you're definitely in the right place. New episodes we release twice weekly and are available from all your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We're also streaming live now on Amazon Music and on YouTube, so you may want to check that out. It's pretty cool. I also highly recommend to get the full value of today's episode that you click through from whatever podcast app you're using and go over to the show notes. Those will be at ecommercefastlane.com. And there you'll find the full show transcript, all the links, and some great resources that we're going to mention today. Now, today's episode, my guest is Joe Saw, who is the founder of a company called Sold Live, and they're at GetSoldLive.com. Now, Joe has been making Shopify apps for more than five years. He's currently he's really promoting this amazing Shopify app called Sold Live, and it's helping merchants to automate and scale their live sales, both on Facebook and on Instagram. It's really interesting. It's always been a unique uh, thought of mine every Q4 about what is hot for BFCM and what can people do to other than the typical discounting, starting early, changing your theme. There's got to be some other tactics that are out there that people can implement in a strategy around how can I engage uh, you know, my audience in exchange for some great conversions and talking about some products. 
And so I think live selling is something that should be on your radar. And that's the reason why I have Joe on the show today. So hi, Joe, welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I've been listening to previous episodes. I think uh, your podcast has a ton of value to the ecosystem. So I'm very honored to be here today. Oh, lovely. And thank you so much for taking time to come here. I know the show definitely is a labor of love. It's a lot, you know, do I know, three or four shows a week. And I use that a lot as talking points for the, my book of business, my merchants that I manage. They get a lot of great things to talk about. And I'm hoping to pull up some good nuggets today about live selling because I know it's been on a lot of brands radar about, yeah, we see what's going on in China. Like we get it. Or we see lots of like video in general is a very hot topic, be it live or recorded. It's still a super hot topic and it's very engaging. I mean, it's very authentic and raw. Which people actually want. So it's on people's radar. They just don't know the technology or how to execute on it. And I think that's where you're going to fit into the equation today about educating people that there is an opportunity out there. There's technology to do it. And then there's the execution side of it. So we'll dig into that in a few minutes. So we'll talk about sold live first. I think I'm going to set the stage a bit about specifically the live selling problem and how your solution is kind of like solving that for Shopify brands today. Yeah, yeah. So sold live allows merchants to automate and scale their live selling for Facebook and Instagram lives. Uh, so the way it works, the merchant just connects their Facebook or Instagram page and they just go live. That's literally all they have to do. And then from the shopper's perspective, they comment the number of the product that they want to buy. And then they get instantly DM'd a checkout link. And that checkout link is tied to a Shopify draft order. So from the shopper's perspective, they're able to check out right from within the Facebook or Instagram browser. And from the merchant's perspective, it's as if they went to the website and added to their cart. So it's seamless from both the shopper's perspective as well as the merchant's perspective. And then we give them some other tools too. So like they can display the products on the screen. Uh, but the main part of it is that they're able to automatically take orders from shoppers through these Facebook and Instagram lives. And then I think that's always the key though, right? I mean, as someone's kind of, you know, showing up a certain product and talking about the features and the benefits of it. And they're like, yeah, I think I want to go with that. And then when there's a, I guess, a code number that you kind of send through, through the solution. And then it's nice that link actually comes back and they can actually can check out like right from within their solution. I, I want to get some specifics there because there's so many different types of solutions on the market. Some are like physically on a website mm -hmm. where you're actually leveraging, from what I understand, you're leveraging a lot of the things that Facebook and Instagram, like their technology that allows for live selling, but you're integrating Shopify into it through your app. So I want to go into the origin story first, though, because it just it really does fascinate me why people build what they build. And I just, maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about your expertise. Like how did the founding team all get together to even want to build this thing? Where are the engineering and just the desire? As I think it's a lot more than just, I want to have recurring revenue or a slice of the pie of the success of, you know, getting someone to use my tool. It's more than just, I know it's a business. I get that part of it. But on the flip side, like what's, what's the larger story around wanting to build a live selling solution? Yeah. So as you mentioned in your intro, we've been making Shopify apps for about five years now. And one of our first apps was a Facebook messenger marketing app. We we're probably one of the first messenger marketing apps in the Shopify app store. And so this app did things like send abandoned cart messages and post purchase follow-ups through Facebook Messenger. And it worked really great until uh, Cambridge Analytica happened and Facebook decided to change its policies. But one of the features of that app was this comment responding tool. So basically, uh, if anyone commented on a Facebook post, uh, the app would respond to that person through a DM. And it was kind of a one-off feature. We just kind of quickly built it. We didn't think much of it. And most of our users didn't think much of it either. I think like 99% of our users didn't even touch it. They didn't even use it. Mm. 
But then there was this 1% of users that were super ecstatic about it. They had all this feedback. They, they loved it. And I was scratching my head wondering, what, what are they doing with it? <laughs> yeah. And when I dug a little deeper, what they were doing was really interesting. They were posting their products to Facebook. And anyone who commented, they would reply to that person with a link to the Shopify PDP. Hmm. And I was scratching my head wondering, why are they doing that? Why don't they just put the Shopify PDP link into the post itself? Right. And there were two reasons why they didn't do that. One, it turned out that Facebook's algorithm doesn't like URLs in the posts. Mm. So they would actually limit the reach if you put a link in there. So I, I learned that. And then two, these merchants were, were pretty savvy. They realized that the more comments there were on a post, um, the more Facebook liked it and the more Facebook promoted it. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were doing what they were doing. And that's why they were ex super excited about this comment responder tool. But we didn't really do anything with it. We thought, okay, that's that's kind of cute. That's an interesting way to sell. You know, comment selling, that's, that sounds interesting. It doesn't sound like it could be big. And so we actually sat on it for three years and we didn't do anything about it. We, we just kind of let that feature die on the vine. And then fast forward to 2020, two things happened. Uh, one is Facebook Live started taking off and, and merchants started doing live sales through Facebook Lives. And I didn't have the foresight back in 2017 to realize that common selling would evolve into live selling. Mm. So that's that's how that, that kind of evolved. And it evolved without me even paying attention to it. And then the second thing that happened in 2020 was COVID hit. And when a lot of these retail stores shut down, the ones that were doing Facebook Lives kind of doubled down on it. And uh, when they doubled down on it, they really needed uh, software to be able to automate it. Mm -hmm. And so finally in 2020, after seeing what happened uh, with this common selling feature from this other app, we decided to spin it out into a separate app and really focus on it. Uh, so that was kind of the origin of, of this particular app. Yeah, it's nice how things kind of iterate over time and it's just solving unique problems, but kind of like just paying it forward a bit into uh, some tech you already had. So I think that's a pretty cool way of, of, of kind of like just repurposing what you have, but understanding the market conditions too. So I think that's pretty cool. That's how it's worked out. I want to talk a little bit about the different types of apps and platforms. I've had a few other partners on that maybe are more involved, maybe in the, there is a, what, what I want to call a one to many, meaning mm -hmm. one, a brand uh, wanting to create an event. And then many people, you know, recommended to show up live um, for this unveiling event, this unboxing event, the new product launch, whatever it may be, some kind of promotional event and hundreds, if not thousands of people can show up um, and see what's going on. And that's interesting. And then there's also like the one to one kind of opportunity where you actually book an appointment with a stylist and you and they actually walk you through and it's it's almost like if you you know were walking into a retail location and so there's been some tools that are allowing that one-to-one -one kind of opportunity and so maybe since you're like heavily involved in this industry can we talk about the different types of apps and platforms that are available like just on a hot maybe not specifically the names of the solutions but just the categories that they belong in so people have a just a, a better understanding about life selling in general. Yeah, yeah. So I think that framework is is useful. The one to one versus the one to many. We're obviously in the one to many camp, right? But another framework, the way I like to think about it, is tools for doing live shopping on your own website and tools for doing live shopping on social media. So the, the first category is you know you have the live hosted on your own website or your own mobile app. And there's obviously pros and cons, right? The big advantage is that you get to control the experience. Uh, you own the customer. You get their contact information. You can follow up with them after the live sale. Uh, there's a lot of advantages that come with that approach. And you could do it one-to-one. -one, you could do it one-to-many. The disadvantage, you know, there's a couple. 
the you know it's it's quite a big investment. We're talking thousands of dollars and and more than that. It, it's you know weeks if not months of getting the infrastructure right and getting the experience and the branding just right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of setup involved. There. There's a lot of investment. And then two, um, the other disadvantage is that you have to get everyone to your website or your mobile app at a specific day and time for this event. And yeah, there's tools to do that. You know, you could send out push notifications or SMS, but ultimately you have to get people to your property at a specific day and time. And that could be pretty challenging. And so the other category, the other major category kind of addresses that, which is, okay, don't host a live on your own website, but go to where your people already are, which is, you know, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, so there's a whole slew of tools and apps to allow you to, you know, better facilitate live sales that happen on those social media platforms. And, and Soul Live is one of them. The disadvantage of this approach is, is yeah, like it's kind of the opposite of the of, of hosting it, right? So you can't control the experience. Uh, you don't necessarily get the contact information of everyone who watches your live. You're kind of subject to Facebook's and TikTok's and Instagram's algorithm. If Facebook decides that they don't like what you're selling, they may limit your reach or they may even ban you or restrict you. So there are some risks and disadvantages and downsides of living off someone else's platform. But the big advantage, I think, outweighs the risks, which is, hey, all your consumers are already there and it's fairly easy to, uh, to to get going. Yeah, absolutely. So that's nice to have some clarity now between all those ones. You know, it's funny, I was just doing a little research kind of before recording today. And, you know, I want to talk about China and, and just yeah, they seem to be leading the way sometimes in different types of technology. I kind of look over there and saying, hmm, like WeChat, that's very interesting to me, that super app that does everything mm-hmm. and everybody uses it. And from, you know, your banking to hailing a cab to making a purchase and dining and like it just does everything in your wallet. It's all in one. And I think, you know, at some point, uh, I think there's going to be an amalgamation at some point, maybe. And maybe it's a cultural thing that WeChat just does what it needs to do based on the market that, that it's kind of, you know, origin from. But I can see things bleeding over into the North American market and live selling is one of them. And I was reading like some articles of just about how massively big the live selling industry is in China. And it just dwarfs all commerce in North America. Yeah. Uh, just in live selling. Maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of what is going on in China right now from your perspective. And then are North American merchants are they starting to adopt it? Is are they slow to adopt it? I'm just, I guess, I'm trying to understand where we are from product adoption and wanting to be involved in live selling, but as it relates to the success that's happening in China today. Yeah, I think on that latter question, I, I think there's been a lot of hype around live selling in in North America. Yeah, um, especially in 2020, 2021. You know, people thought that this was, yeah, it was happening in China. It was huge, and it was inevitable that it would happen in the states. I think it hasn't taken off in the States yet. And we could talk about some of the reasons why. Okay. You know, perhaps by investigating or exploring what's going on in China, we can address that question, why it's not happening in the States just yet. Yeah. And I think the main reason is kind of like what you mentioned. I mean, in China, there are these super apps, you know, WeChat and Douyin and Taobao, Mm -hmm. um, these super apps that started off as both marketplaces as well as social networks. Mm -hmm. So on Taobao Live, for example, it started off as, okay, you can actually buy and sell things from other people and you can build up your social graph and your social network. And so you can see how live selling was a very natural progression of how that app started. Mm. Compare that to what we have in, in North America where you have like Facebook, for example, they're really good at social networking and 
they've been doing that for 15 years. And only recently they started to try to tack on and bolt on some e-commerce and marketplace features. And, and they've kind of floundered a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have someone like Amazon who's you know been doing e-commerce and marketplaces for 20, 25 years. And if they try to add on social networking or social graph features or life selling features, you know, they've, they've struggled as well. So I think part of the story is that the origin of the apps uh, played a big role in, in how life selling kind of took off. In China, it was a very natural progression because these were super apps from the start that married marketplaces with social networks. And in the States, you know, Facebook hasn't been able to do life selling very well. Amazon hasn't been able to do life selling very well. And so the, the technology is very nascent as well as the consumer behavior is very nascent. And I think another major thing that's happening in China is that these live sellers are, or these merchants and brands, they're they're leveraging this army of live sellers who are influencers. Mm-hmm. in In China, they call them KOLs, key key opinion leaders, and these are folks that have their own Taobao live channel and Douyin channel, and they have you know tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of followers, and they're already selling, and they can easily tap into a brand's merchandise and start selling. You know, there isn't a whole con- contractual process. There's a, there's not an ad agency in the middle. They're able to just quickly and seamlessly just pick some products that they want to sell for that night, and they're able to do it. And brands are able to leverage, you know, hundreds if not thousands of these influencers and go live. Contrast that to, you know, to the states where you know you might have an Instagram influencer who can post a sponsored story, or someone can make a sponsored reel on behalf of a brand, but it's not very easy for an influencer to start selling a product on behalf of, of a brand, yeah. uh, let alone hundreds of brands. And so I think that is not there yet in the States. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what why uh, live selling hasn't really taken off in, in North America yet. And that's some of the feedback uh, that I've received, you know, from some of the brands that I manage that they, you know, like they see the writing on the wall. They see, I mean, I've seen photos, even CNN and other places had some really interesting articles written. And when you see hundreds, if not a thousand live sellers with their, their phone mm-hmm. and their ring light all in the same room, all running live at the same time on different channels doing their thing. Uh, it just shows you just the massive amount of impact they do have. They also they see that writing on the wall, but then on the flip side, they say, okay, who is the face of the brand? And, you know, and then how, and if it's an influencer type person for the brand, that's fine. Just how do you get into these arrangements so that, you know, they feel that their time for a 30 minute or 45 minute live stream is going to convert for them and how do they get paid? And that, and that, as you said, these contractual obligations between the two parties is one thing. So find the right influencers. We know influencers are really helping brands to grow and scale on Shopify. There's no doubt about it. The authenticness, the UGC, this user generated content, it really is very powerful unboxing events and you just you tend to relate more to to influencers and and you know micro influencers nano influencers even the smaller you know less than 10,000 followers but then on the flip side though when you think about if you don't want to have the brand voice be the influencer brands are saying to me well then we have to find somebody in house that is the face of the brand or the voice of the brand and then so they find that challenging and it seems to be a blocker for them so like what do you say that people they see the writing on the wall they want to get involved in live selling like you know like when do they have to put their flag in the sand and say okay like this is the education process that we have to go through a little bit of earlier pains of finding our voice and the person or persons that represent the brand and then getting the right piece of technology to kind of execute on. So I'd just like to hear your mindset around that. Yeah, well, I think I can speak from the experience of 
who's using us now. Sold Live customers are not big brands right now. They're not these huge GTC ah. brands that are hiring these professional influencers and professional okay. hosts. Their lives look very, uh, I don't know how to say it. They're very authentic. Right. <laughs> you know, it's literally someone in their, you know, if they have a retail store, they'll do it in the retail store. But we also see people doing it from their own bedroom where, mm. you know, the brand themselves are the ones who are going live. These are one or two person small businesses that are selling things out of their own bedroom. Those are the customers of ours that are really adopting live selling. They're the ones who are going live almost on a daily basis. What we haven't seen yet is brands that have these big production sets, these fancy studios, mm -hmm. these big named influencers that are going live on their behalf. And, and there's a couple of reasons why that hasn't happened. But I think when a brand starts thinking about that, that they have to get they have to find their voice. They have to get the perfect host. They have to get the perfect set. I think that just adds a lot of friction and a lot of fear in getting started. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see more brands just, just try live selling, maybe even without software. Maybe just go live on your Facebook page for Black Fridays and Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. just, just go live and just try to uh, sell a few items and or showcase a few items and, and see, see what the response is. Mm -hmm. Because I think if they kind of overthink it, that's where the analysis paralysis comes in. And, uh, you know, they, they see what's happening in China. And it's, it's, it's honestly quite daunting, right? When you have so <laughs> many influencers going live on behalf of a brand. I know. You know, we're not going to leapfrog them. We're, we're not going to catch up to them. We're very much in the early innings. And I right. think it starts with just, just trying it out and, and seeing what works and seeing what resonates. Yeah. Now, online shopping can feel risky for some customers. You know, imagine if your order arrives in the wrong size. This totally happened to me recently. Or in the wrong color. Or it just doesn't look right on you. And there really can be hundreds of reasons why you may want to return a product. And I totally get it. And that's why Loop Returns makes it easy for Shopify brands to encourage exchanges rather than refunds. And we all know that returns don't equal goodbyes, they equal new hellos. And Loop really has a slick process to make it easy for a customer to have a fast return or exchange. But see why thousands of Shopify brands like Pit Viper, Somersault, and Princess Polly, they all choose Loop as their return partner. Now is the time to improve your post-purchase experience. So go check them out today at loopreturns.com. This article that I was reading, just to paraphrase it a bit, but they're saying that, I guess, uh, Taobao or Taobao Live and mm -hmm. stuff, they have over 4,000 live stream hosts and they generate over 150,000 hours of content a day yeah. is what's being produced um, in live selling. So if those numbers uh, mean something to those listening today, like there is a significant amount of, of product adoption now and people are loving it. And so knowing that, you know, can you, and like you said, you just got to kind of like just Turn the camera on and start. You know, I have an article. I have a like these big things in the back of my wall here. And one says, post your art. It says, you know, progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the idea is you just, you got to get out there and just do it and turn your camera on and try it. If it also means adding on like a solution like yours to, to be instantly in where the people are, because you can, and we'll talk about some competitors in a minute, but, you know, you can have software that runs on your own site, but it does have some challenges of getting people there versus a baked in audience in the social networks directly. And that's what you're doing and leveraging the live stream capabilities, I guess, of Facebook and Instagram to be able to facilitate live streaming and then be able to buy through kind of the, your, your technology of uh, back to the draft order and stuff in Shopify. So 
let's go a little bit on the on the on the competitor side, just so I kind of get a lay of the land a bit. If you can kind of talk about, you know, I guess if you do a quick search in Google or go to the App Store and Shopify, you're going to if you type the word live selling, you're going to see other people in there. Mm-hmm. And so, can you talk a little bit about some of these notable peers, um, and then kind of how, and I guess what your value prop is versus what others are doing in the live selling space. Yeah, yeah. So at least in the Shopify space, we're, we're the first ones. We started back in 2020. There, there's some recent ones that have kind of popped up over the past few months. Yeah. We've been doing it for almost three years now. Um, and we really specialize in just those lives going on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're looking for a solution to host the live sale on your own brand or your own mobile app, uh, you know, we're not the ones to do that. I think there's other apps like LiveScale, I think is one, Bamboozer, Firework. There, there's a bunch of other apps. Comment Sold is another one. Those apps really help you have these live sales hosted on your own mobile app or, or website. But if you want to go live on Facebook or Instagram, uh, we were the first and we, we think we're the best. We've got the most experience in, in, in doing these things. But I want to kind of go back real quick, if I can, Steve, to mm-hmm. one point you made, which I think is a really good one. Um, you know, good enough is the enemy of perfect. And I think that is the mindset that we have to adopt in order for live selling to happen in the States. I think when brands think about using influencers right now, they really think about perfection, right? They, they see that perfectly taken photo that, or that perfectly edited reel on Instagram. And, you know, they, they take a lot of takes in order to get it just right. And that is not the mindset of live selling. In live selling in, in China, yeah, as you said, these influencers, they just flip on their camera, whether they're ready or not, uh, whether they're uh, rehearsed or not. They improvise. Yeah. They go with the flow and they're able to just, you know, take things as they come. And that's the kind of mindset that I think needs to, to happen, mm-hmm. uh, especially if we use influencers for, for live sales. Uh, these influencers in, in the States, at least, they don't have experience going live, right? They're, they know how to make a, a perfect picture or a perfect reel or perfect story. And uh, in order for live sales to really take off, we have to kind of get away from that mindset and more uh, adopt a more of an improvisational mindset mm-hmm. uh, to doing these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. I like the done. The done is better than perfect. I think that's a really good analogy. It's just, you got to get out there and do it and iterate on it. It's just like this podcast. I mean, listen to the first 50 episodes. You're like, is Steve really going to continue podcasting? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? It's just one, you know, the journey of a, of a thousand miles is, you know, taking the first step. And it's just like, it's one of those things. I think live selling is very similar when you get over the mental model of, hey, wait a second, it's okay to not be perfect. And you just think of the success of UGC content in general, you know, just pandemic fueled, of course, but, you know, without having the big studios and the big cameras and all the editing stuff like that. And now all of a sudden you just grab your iPhone and down and dirty unboxing thing. This is really authentic and really works. I think that's the reason. And knowing that that works both in photo and video, those that kind of raw UGC, the same thing applies with live selling. You just have to be okay with not being perfect, but just, as you said, go with the flow and just, you know, just learn to have a gift to gab of it. If it's either you in the brand or your influencer who probably has more experience, the influencer, uh, of being able to gab a bit if they're on TikTok right now and they kind of know how to engage with the camera and eye mm-hmm. contact, just being confident on camera is another good skill, but it just takes time to figure all of that out. And so I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on the note of, of competitors, I mean, um, yeah, I, I mentioned some common sold, I think needs a, a special kind of recognition. They, they they kind of pioneered this space of live selling on, on Facebook and Instagram. And now they're you know hosting uh, live sales on, on their own mobile app and their own website. 
And so they're kind of the incumbent in this space. They're probably the biggest player in this space. Um, mm-hmm. But they're effectively competing with Shopify as well. So they they also provide you a storefront. They also have their own inventory management and their own cart checkout system. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Shopify and Common Soul, that that doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, if you're on Shopify, there are definitely some uh, good options in the Shopify App Store. And then one other note about competitors, I mean, the social networks themselves, I think it's worth mentioning, they're also providing tools for for live selling. Mm. TikTok's getting into this game. Instagram has live shopping. Uh, Facebook, coincidentally enough, I don't know when this is going to go live, but October 1st is the date that they're actually turning off their live shopping features. So that that's, mm. that's an interesting thing that happened in this industry is that, you know, Facebook got excited about live shopping, like a lot of people were in 2020 and 2021. And they decided that, you know, they're going to take a break from live shopping and they're actually canceling their live shopping features this fall. Mm. You know? Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things though, it's just either, either you get traction or you don't. And if you don't, you have to kind of put your energy towards other things. And there's, there's other initiatives. We just don't even know people's product roadmap and kind of what they're up to. But, you know, I'm sure Amazon's been doing the same thing, trying to figure mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, trying to figure out their live selling side or how to make storefronts for people. And that didn't work very well. And now they're kind of getting back into the game again about helping brands create storefronts and FBA fulfillment by Amazon sort of thing. And who knows where, you know, where the cards will fall. Uh, in this, but I think a lot of companies have their, uh, a flywheel that's rolling, Shopify being one of them, you know, o- over 2 million merchants. And so that engine is going. It's very clear it's a dominant player for, for commerce. Um, and it's good to see that you're, you know, part of that engine and helping people. And, and just that's why I have you on today. I just, I, I think this is, we're at such the early stages right now of live selling. And I just appreciate there's some, you know, I think there's a blue ocean out there of opportunity because most people are not live selling. As big as comment yeah. sold is and what everybody's doing is it's small pittance in the grand scheme of kind of what could happen. So I implore people, oh, they're listening today. And if you're not doing live selling, start digging around. Hopefully this episode is kind of teaching you that there is opportunity out there. If it's getting involved with, with your solution with sold live or directly or just turning the camera on, just doing it. And then see how it iterates. I think it's really cool. Really good, really good advice. I do want to make a quick pivot though over to a story now because I think this is part of my podcast where I just, it's nice to hear successes or failures and what people have done kind of pre-life selling in this case and then uh, learned about you, implemented your solution and then maybe can you talk about the upsides maybe of kind of what happened by after them implementing and getting into a, a regular kind of life selling opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite stories is a customer of ours called LAX Aquarium. They're a tropical fish and coral store mm. uh, in Southern California. They're actually near the LAX airport and hence the name. Yeah. And uh, during COVID, uh, in March of 2020, they, they realized they, they had a problem. Like, like a lot of retail stores, their foot traffic just dropped dramatically overnight. And they realized they needed to double down on their e-commerce efforts. And they, so they started doing live sales on Facebook. Uh, they, they started going live and they had a problem. It, it was too successful. So what they were doing was they went live, they were showing these new tropical fish and these new tropical coral, and they would sell out immediately. They would call out the numbers and then immediately someone would comment for it and claim it. And what I mean was too successful was, okay, it's a husband and wife that that runs it. Chris is the husband. He's the showman. He's really good in front of the camera and he's really good about talking about the tropical fish. And then Wendy, is, is, his wife, is in the background. She's actually going through the comments one by one after the live show is over. And these are hundreds, if not thousands, of comments that she has to go through. She has to figure out who wants what, who commented first, 
She creates a draft order for each comment. She hunts them down on Messenger or email to send the draft order. <laughs> and then she follows up with them to make sure that they purchase. And if they don't purchase, then she goes through the comments to see who commented next to see if that oh. person still wants it. So she was spending literally a full-time job. Like she would be up until 4 a.m. every time that they have a live sale, going through these comments and creating draft orders and sending them out. Oh. And so, they, you know, this wasn't sustainable. No. But they had to do it because their store was closed down. Right. And so they were doing really well through these live sales, but they realized, okay, doing it manually is not going to work. And that's when they looked around, they found us mm -hmm. and it was a game changer for them. Um, you can imagine how much, you know, Wendy loved it because now she doesn't have to <laughs> spend right. 40 to 50 hours doing this manual tedious work. And so now, you know, before they found us, they were going live maybe once every two to three weeks because that's all they can handle work-wise. But now they go live, I think they go live like once every two or three days on, on both Facebook and Instagram. Mm. And not only can they go live more often, it's it's scaled now, it's scalable. Uh, so I think they used to do like five digits uh, a month on live sales. And now they, I think they do six or seven digits a month through live sales. Wow. So the, the business has 10 x um, They're able to do many more live sales than they were previously. And uh, live sales is now a huge part of their business. It's, it's core to their business. So even though, you know, pandemic restrictions are lifted and they're getting foot traffic again, uh, the majority of their business is, is through these live sales. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a complete game changer for them. And uh, I was very glad to be a part of their story. Absolutely. I'm actually went to their site right now, uh, laxaquarium.com. I see they have like a nice banner at the top. This is, you know, live, live sales on Instagram and you click through onto that. It goes to their Instagram page you know, 30 some thousand followers they have, uh, right now. And then, um, then you can see, so I guess you follow them and then you can start getting, um, notifications when they are going live and it looks like they even have it set up. It says coming soon right now. So actually on their landing, they have a collection page set up about a live selling, uh, listing coming soon. And, um, and they are, it looks like they're updating this with the next date for their live selling opportunity. So it's pretty cool that they're uh, doing this sort of thing. And even this landing page, I can see they've, they're even showcasing some of the items uh, maybe on previous live selling the times that they had before. And they're allowing people to, they're allowing people to purchase you know, mm -hmm. the one item that was, that was really promoted heavily on, on a previous live selling stream. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they've uh, done this. Yeah. Yeah. And they've kind of pivoted away from Facebook. Uh, the Facebook use case is more interesting because they were allowing people to buy. So with our software, you can buy during the live sale, obviously, but after the live right. sale as well. So Facebook archived all the live videos, whereas mm. on Instagram, I, I don't think it's archived by default, but on, on Facebook, if you went to their Facebook page, they have a huge catalog of, of live sales that they've done. And anyone can go and comment for an item even after the live sale is over. And it's also good that you pointed out the number of followers. I mean, a lot of our customers, they don't have huge followings. I mean, 30,000, right. it's significant, but we're not talking mm -hmm. about hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. Right. But their followers are loyal. They're rabid fans of their products. And so um, if you do check out one of these live sales, you'll see that, you know, once Chris calls out the number, immediately people will be commenting for it and they, they sell out of all their items at during each of their lives. It's, it's quite fascinating to watch. Yeah, I went over, uh, you're right, I went to their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, LAX Aquarium, and then forward slash videos. I'll put that link in the show notes. So it's pretty cool. So they have them all numbered, like episode number 247, 248, mm -hmm. 249. And you can see the number of live views. We're talking, you know, like literally, a, you know, a thousand people watching over a certain period of time 
probably mostly live. It's, yeah, really cool that they're archiving this. And I'm assuming now if I click that I'm able to actually purchase these items, even though this is like, it is pre-recorded now and available for later. It's really neat that like you really are creating some great assets that's available. So when someone gets really involved, almost like you're building a community now and you're building an asset. So over time, I mean, this is episode 253 of a live selling opportunity. Like, wow, uh, <laughs> it's like he's he's all in. <laughs> I want yeah, to educate. Yeah, yeah. And th those are just those 253 episodes happened over the past just two and a half years, right? You can see how often they're going live. If, if you do comment on an item since they sell out of everything, you'll probably get waitlisted. And that's another feature of our app is that we manage the inventory for you ah. in the case that, uh, in the fortunate case that your products do sell out. Anyone who does comment afterwards gets waitlisted. And when the product becomes available again, you'll get notified and that'll be your uh, opportunity to buy. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, um, it's really cool to see how they transform their business and they're, they've completely revolve their business now around these live sales on both Facebook and Instagram. Very inspirational. I love it. I want to talk about the future of the product. Obviously, this is a, you know, <laughs> it's just a moving target right now of opportunity. You know, we know what's going on in China. Technology keeps evolving. And so I just, we'd love to hear from your side, you know, at least what you can share publicly about, you know, where you're at today. Where do you believe uh, Sold Live is, is kind of headed, you know, into 23? So people get the warm and fuzzy that, hey, if I get involved, now and can try something for Q4 and maybe enjoy a, a good BFCM and a good holiday season, dabbling a bit in live selling. Where do you see the application moving forward into other channels or other? I just love to hear your feedback on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we started off in Facebook and now we moved to Instagram and the and, uh, thing that's coming very soon is that you'll be able to go, you'll be able to stream live on both Facebook and Instagram at the same time oh, okay. using our app. Okay. Um, so that's that's kind of on the tactical side. On the strategic side, um, it's kind of going back to what we discussed earlier about how influencer marketing and how leveraging influencers and KOLs in China was was really key for live selling to take off in China. And that hasn't happened in the States yet, right? That use case where an influencer can go live and sell on behalf of a brand. Um, you know, that capability is not there yet, but it is something that we are working towards. So we actually are starting to beta test in one of our higher plans. You could actually have an influencer go live on your behalf on their own Facebook or Instagram page. Mm. So Steve, if you have a large influencer following, you can go live on behalf of one of the brands that you work with and you can tell your your followers to comment a certain number and then they'll get DM the checkout link from you that will go to the Shopify checkout page for the brand that you're working with. Ah. So we believe influencer marketing and live selling will eventually merge. That brands will eventually be able to hire influencers to do these live sales for them. And the key is that they go live on their own Instagram and Facebook channels, not on the brand's Facebook and Instagram channels. Right. We, we see what's happening in China where it's not the brand's uh, Taobao Live page, it's the influencer's Taobao Live page where the action is happening. And so uh, we think that will unlock larger DTC brands to finally jump in into live selling. Mm -hmm. So that's where, where our North Star is at the moment. Well, that's an exciting opportunity for that one. But I think, you know, it comes back to the same thing we mentioned. Like if you're not doing live selling yet, you have to be okay with it not being perfect mm -hmm. um, and just getting out there and doing it directly or through your app. But just get out there and start and let's see and test. It's like any other 
CRO thing you do or any kind of new channel opportunity that you, you think about. This is another way of engaging your target audience that, uh, you know, especially on social media where there's a baked in audience already, either your current followers, and I bet you even for a very small amount of money, I'm sure you could boost a post to, to you know, to, to share on Facebook the fact that you are running a live event that's important and you know with the right hashtags and a boosted post you can probably get quite a few people to want to sign up i've even seen on facebook too for live selling you know and just just live engagement in general that there's ways of getting notifications mm-hmm. through facebook you can actually click a button saying okay this event is happening at this date and time you click a button and then there because it's hard to remember sometimes when you sign up not like you're going to add it to your calendar and remember but facebook does a push to you to remind you that hey that's something that you wanted to view a live selling opportunity is actually available now or it's coming up in text 10 minutes you might want to click through and count down timers there and the whole thing right is that kind of how you're seeing brands do it yeah so facebook does have a native notification system but we also we also have our own notification system as well ah, so people can subscribe perfect. to you through our ah. app and then whenever you go live it'll automatically send out a, a dm that says hey i'm live now here's a link and a lot of our customers are, are using that so surprisingly, I also thought people, a lot of our merchants would, would be boosting their, their lives, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not for some reason. And I think one of the main reasons is, you know, Facebook actually likes these lives. They naturally want to give it reach. Mm-hmm. And so either through Facebook's native notification system or they'll promote, they'll promote it just naturally through the algorithm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good advice to, if you really want to make a big splash for like BFCM, if you want to drive ads and drive traffic to it. But I think just flipping on the camera and going live uh, just in and of itself will will reach uh, a large chunk of the followers. Lovely. So we are nearing the end of the show for today. Just you've shared like a ton of knowledge bombs. I just want to really want to appreciate you for coming on the show today. Um, and I know we had a little chit chat kind of just before recording. I understand if someone really wants to take your solution for a spin, you have a little offer for Fastlane listeners that you'd like to, to share and kind of some next steps. Yeah. So for the remainder of 2022, um, I'm happy to provide e-commerce Fastlane listeners a, a discount. Uh, okay. We'll basically eliminate our seller fees. So okay. we, uh, we normally charge 3% of transaction fees for our starter plan. We'll waive that for the remainder of 2022. So you would just pay the monthly SaaS fee uh, just to get started. Um, so if you install the app, we, we might put up a special landing page for this for e-commerce fast lane, mm-hmm. but you can also just reach out through the in-app chat and just mention that you heard about us through e-commerce fast lane. And we'll hook that up for you. Perfect. And that's, it's good timing, you know, being in Q4 right now. And uh, there's, there's still opportunity to consider live selling as an opportunity. We even do one or two campaigns, at least do one and see how it goes. And then you learn from that one. Maybe run another one. It's just another way of kind of getting out there in another channel, um, engaging your current audience and then your new audience that could be. Um, you know, just discovered organically, like through Facebook. So I think that's pretty cool. I will have a link in the show notes. So it'll be ecommercefastlane.com forward slash sold live. That'll go to you. And then that'll be, that'll redirect over to your landing page that you'll have that you've got all set up here. And then there you can take advantage of Joe's offer for, uh, I guess the, you said like three, 3% fee transaction fee is going to be waived for the remainder 22. So <laughs> very kind. Uh, it's a great way and a very inexpensive way to try. It's all, I guess that's the thing I'm just trying to hit home today is that life selling people mostly are not doing it. You should try it and see how it is. It's clear that other people, this LAX Aquarium is is having some great success. Um, you as a you know a, a small to mid sized business, there's opportunity out there for you to do it or find an influencer that you're already tightly aligned with. And I think there's some great opportunity here. And so 
thanks a lot for coming on the show and you know just sharing your knowledge in this space i i just wish you tremendous success for the remainder of this quarter and uh into next year and uh you know thanks for for sharing your knowledge and your vision in this area yeah thank you so much steve for having me and yeah i'd just like to reiterate your advice is just try it especially for bfcm coming up you know you can just do something simple and uh, one other thing i i forgot to mention is a lot of our merchants right after they go live they actually delete their lives because some of them uh, i guess they just want it to be a transient thing uh and, and they don't want the lives to be archived like lax aquarium will actually archive their lives but mm-hmm. a large chunk of our customers once they go live they delete it and so that's something that merchants can try is that okay if they're there's some friction or some fear of, of trying it you could also you could always delete the live after it goes up you don't need to keep it published or archived and so i would just reiterate steve's advice to just give it a try and, and see what it does for you with or without software lovely well that's it for today thank you so much again for for coming on the show and have yourself a great afternoon thank you so much steve Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you personally for being a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company powered by Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.